now at 615-844-5600. Good Thursday afternoon to you, and yes, it is time for the McFarland Show. Darren and Justin here, live at the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Yes, you are looking live as you watch us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Justin is the one with the button down on. Yes. I am the one with the polo on. Yes, yes, fresh from the golf course. Oh, yes. And I was going to hit the Lexus Lounge after the show, mm. but there's no Predators game at home. They're on the um. road. So usually I like to go down to the Lexus Lounge and have a little dinner. Well, that's because they're getting ready for Morgan Wallen and then yes. laying down the basketball floor after that. Holy cow, by the way. Free tickets? Yeah, yeah. It so caused quite the scene down is there. That, is that normal? No. Like, I can't remember <laughs> a free ticket. Free concert. It's very rare. So the the explanation he gave is, uh, and by the way, this happens a lot, what we're talking about here. Because all of the country music artists live here in town, when they sit down to plan out their tour, a lot of them don't actually play Nashville. <laughs> yeah. no, <laughs> because I, they're here all the time. Yes. And, you know... They're playing other small, you know, venues and stuff. They go, they play their church. They play, you know, gymnasiums. They play small private clubs. So going and playing Bridgestone Arena is not really all the time top of mind. Remember, Cheryl Crow was playing shows at Lipscomb yeah. before their football games. Yeah, yeah. High school football. Yeah. So when it's time for your tour, you're thinking Los Angeles <laughs> right, you're thinking and Toronto. Else. Like I play here all the time. Seattle. And you lay out all these cities. You go, well, where's your Tennessee stop? Oh, well, I'm, I'm already here. But, yeah, you're not performing, though. So Morgan Wallen decided, um, since all the fans were asking about his Tennessee stop, you know what? I- I'm just going to do one tomorrow. Well, he is a hometown kid. Yes. So he's from the state. So it, it's a little bit different. In that case, by the way, well, speaking of, yeah, he is a Preds fan. Early, well, I, I guess I shouldn't say that. I don't know that, but I mean, Morgan, if you're listening, and we appreciate it if you are, earmuffs for just a second while I tell the story. Okay, when I was doing the Preds games and I was in Barrel House, um, I was doing a pregame show, and that you know, which is an hour long before the Preds game, okay. and Barrel House is packed in there, and. Somebody whispered to me during one of the breaks, hey, that's Morgan Wallen. Yeah. And I was like, earmuffs. Earmuffs, Morgan. Who? 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 (laughs) That's Morgan Wallen. He's sitting right there at that barrel. Oh, man. That Jack Daniels barrel right by you. That's Morgan Wallen. I was like. Is it? Earmuffs. (laughs) Hey, Morgan. Earmuffs. Who? Who who is that? Who is that? Morgan Wallen? I was like. I am. Man. I, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know who that is. I don't know Morgan Wallen. Who is, who is, that was a couple years ago. Who's so. that supposed to be? Is I think this was. Somebody? No. Maybe he had not. Expl- let's say his star was not as bright. Yeah. As it is today, but the person that was up on the stage with me, they knew who yeah. he was, and I was a good. 
you know, and I, I didn't. He's just wearing the right circle I, pocket. I, maybe country music is not your thing. So, you know, that happens a lot. Well, no, it, that's all true, what you just said. Yeah, so, <laughs> so there's no shame, you know, sometimes in not knowing who certain people are. If that's not really your thing. And when other people are all, like, starry-eyed and you're just like, who, who's that? Is who, he supposed to be somebody? Who, that, that's Morgan Wall. I was like, is who? It? Yeah, that's Morgan Wall right there, yeah. right there. About yeah. 20 feet from you, sitting on that Jack Daniels barrel. Yeah. Oh. Is is that somebody I should know? Well, I mean, they're they're country music star. I was like, oh, oh, right, cool. okay, cool, well, great, awesome. Thanks, Morgan, for hanging out. No, no. Now again, I assumed he's a Preds fan, but he may have just been, you know, out night out on the town. Let's go hit a hockey game. I don't know. I don't know if he's a huge fan or if that was a one off. I don't know. But I'm just telling you, that's my Morgan Wallen story. Nothing, nothing wrong. With not knowing who Morgan Wallen is, especially in Nashville, which, by the way, is the reason why so many country music stars and other stars live here, is because people who are locals are largely oblivious a lot of times and don't really get all fired up because they see somebody. Oh, it's Morgan. Who is Morgan Wallen? Oh, is he somebody? Is he is he somebody big? And you know, like you know, we ask those questions as Nashvilleians at times. We don't all love country music. We don't all flock to the country music people. Happens. No shame in it. But clearly, I know him now. Clearly, because look at look at the conversation we're having. Yes. Clearly, I know him two years later. Yeah, listen, Remember, this is two years ago. Listen, a few months ago, my father and I were at Bears Falcons down there at the Georgia Dome. Ti comes out and performs at the end of the first quarter or something, and. 70,000 people go crazy. And my father's like, is he supposed to be somebody? Who is that? Is he supposed to be somebody? Is he supposed to be like a well, yeah, big he's deal playing, or something? He's playing in an NFL game, so he's is he clearly sp- somebody. You know, is he supposed to be is like, because everybody's going crazy. Is he, is, who, is, who is that? It's nothing wrong with that. My father's a Motown era guy. <laughs> T.I., not exactly, you know. It's not his wheelhouse? No, no. no. So it's understandable. By the way, that line was wrapping around Bridgestone Arena before. Oh the yeah, yeah. Oh, Do you yeah. know when they go on sale? Ten o'clock this morning. Yeah. And oh, I line, thought it was tomorrow. They're no, not on so sale. It's, it's they're today giving well, them I mean, they're, away. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's today and tomorrow. So okay. Yeah. Ten a.m. to five p.m. They're going to be sold out. Yeah, they've got any left right now. But yeah. uh, the line wrapped around Bridgestone. I believe at like nine thirty this morning. Oh, I, earlier. I mean, no, earlier. Oh, it had to earlier. be earlier than that. Yeah. Yeah. No, we had we had cameras pointing down there around eight thirty. I was going to say I saw tweets about it at. Eight in the eight o'clock hour, about I was like, well, that's oh. when he released it. He made the announcement at eight o'clock. Yes, I had got so, at nine. That's why I only yeah. know it at nine. So I don't. I'm not surprised. I'm sure it's yeah. a madhouse yeah. down there. Yeah, well, they tweeted that if you're deciding to get in line, like it was. I think they tweeted this at twelve fifteen, but they said if you want to get in line now, I, it's going to be sold out by the time yeah. you get to the front. Get, yeah. Go to Nissan yeah. Stadium and start there because that's where the line probably is. You have better control than that, but yes, <laughs> your point is taken. <laughs> That was just for effect. So they're not wrapped across the pedestrian bridge? No. No, it's no, it's not that deep. But <laughs> we appreciate you, Morgan, but it's not it's not that it's not that deep. Darren has gone a little bit over. So now I'm going overboard. Yeah, you've gone um, a little bit Morgan. over. He's a big deal. I don't know if he's that big a deal, but you know, he's a big deal. So let's let's put it all in perspective. So again, why is he doing the free show? Why? Because he didn't have a Tennessee stop on his upcoming tour. Oh, so he just decided, I'll just do a free one? Yeah. Okay, wow. That's very nice of him. Yeah, well, you know, good. Okay. Can't, can't, be, can't have your hometown people not liking you. No, that'd be yeah, bad. That's not good.
What a game last night. Vanderbilt yes. goes to Rupp Arena and beats Kentucky. Mm. Now, I will just, again, give you guys my honest assessment, just like my honest assessment watching Tennessee and watching Ziegler go down. You heard me yesterday say, ooh, yikes. I think that's torn ACL. My honest assessment, just being honest, last night, I was like, man, Vanderbilt deserves to win this game. Hmm. And they're going to find a way to lose it at the end. Wow. They're so going to find a way to lose it. You just put the same old Vandy label right on them, oh, huh? I don't know if it's the same old he Vandy. You just didn't have that confidence, huh? I, I don't – well, I don't know if you've seen their record in Rupp Arena. Yeah, it has um, been good. No, I mean – well, Yeah, it's, 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 it's a couple wins and like a – like remember that line we were talking about Morgan Wallen? Yeah. That's the line That's for the losses. That's the line of losses. That's the line of it's losses. Pretty, it's pretty long. It's a pretty lengthy line. It actually might be longer that than the actual. That one may be over It may be across the pedestrian bridge, across yeah. the Cumberland. They've kind there. of played each other for a long time. So yeah, that one decades. is across the pedestrian bridge. Yeah. So, yeah, their history is not good in Rupp Arena. And I was like, man, they deserve to win this game. They're the better team. And Liam Robbins has been out for most of the game. It was a am- – but they were – they were the better team, in my opinion. And then when Kentucky, you know, they kept getting to one, and then they tied up. I was like, man, this is going to be heartbreak city because mm. Vanderbilt is going to be the better team, and they deserve to win this game, and they're going to lose by a bucket or something like that. And it's going to like, man. But they didn't. But they didn't. <laughs> they didn't. What a win. Mm-hmm. What a win. What a shot. Yeah. I stepped back uh, right at the free throw line. He found his opening which is key. And wh- you know what? That's a confident shot is what that is. He decided as soon as I get a little daylight, I'm shooting this bad boy. And that's exactly what he did. And he and he nailed it. So good for him. Good for the program. G- good for all of the things that are black and gold to go in there and get that. Uh, because it didn't have to go that way. He could have been like, oh, I'm open, but maybe somebody else is more open. Let me make the extra pass. Let me do – no, no. He decided, you know what, I'm I'm going for it. I'm going to get this thing. Loved the move. They looked over at their coach. Everybody's assuming, including – I forgot who yeah. was bringing it up the court. Was it Lawrence? I don't remember who I had remember. it. I'm sorry. I don't know. And he was, like, going over there to, like, call, call the, the timeout. timeout. And Jerry's yeah. like, no, nah, man. Let's go. He said after the game he didn't want them to get set. Yeah, he's like, no, no go. need to get the defense set. And the Why? next thing you know, it's like you can tell Vandy's all go- gravitating towards their coach to call a timeout to yep. go sit down, draw up a play. Nope. He's like, nope, run it, nope. go. You guess too long, you guess wrong because you're out there. You're trying to figure out what's going on. Who's my man? Where's everybody? We know time is running out. Things get frantic. In that last few seconds of a closing game like that, and you know the score, you know the situation. I'm sure Kentucky thought they yes. were going to call a timeout. Yes. So, nope. Yep. Boom. We'll uh, we'll talk more about this in a little bit. Uh, we'll hear some sound from Jerry Stackhouse and Vanderbilt players. Pretty emotional night last night, mm-hmm. and now it just makes you kick yourself even more about the LSU loss, right? We'd be talking about a Vanderbilt team that won eight in a row. I mean, real real discussions after a win like that. Listen. About where are they in the bubble? Are they in first four out? First four in? I don't know. That LSU game was a that's a that's a bad loss. We should be talking about a Vanderbilt team that's ripped off eight in a row. But it, they're seven of eight. My, they can beat Mississippi State on Saturday. My brother-in-law is a Vanderbilt graduate who lives down in Georgia. He literally just texted me ten minutes ago. We Vandy. 
uh, getting the getting no buzz as a bubble team because we've done really good work other than losing two, not LSU, Grambling. Yeah. They're still holding on to the I Grambling game. It's time to move. And mean, I understand what you're saying about the LSU game and, and you know having a streak and all that, but there are some fans who still haven't gotten over to haven't gotten over the Grambling but game. Remember, it's a committee. It's it's human element. Yeah. Okay. And the reason I'm bringing this up is it's not a computer like it used to be. Right, all yeah, Sagarin, all that. they're spitting out stuff, right? Oh, and it's Sagarin. a computer. Okay, yeah. Okay, I, I know. no, I'm, I'm just saying I hadn't heard I hadn't I heard that in went, a while. That's been a long back. time. Yeah, way back. Machine. I was like, really? Wow, Sagarin, man. They did well. There were a lot of basically analytics or com- programs. Yeah, and, but now it's a committee, and yeah. I'm not saying that the committee would have overlooked Gremlin. It's not like they wouldn't have discussed it. I'm saying it's more recent. They're going to remember the more recent yeah. stuff, and yeah. that's why I'm bringing up. The LSU game because it's about recent. If they're on a heater, yeah, and they would have beaten LSU, and we're talking about eight wins in a row after beating Tennessee, yeah, after going to Rupp Arena and beating Kentucky, and finishing out the season and beating Mississippi State, yep. who's good, and then getting maybe a win or two in the SEC tournament. You're talking about good, some tough decisions, conversation. yeah, a real conversation. Now maybe that still happens, but I just go, man. If you could have that LSU game over, man. Yeah. Because it shouldn't be seven of eight. It should be eight in a row. And I think today, in my opinion, today if it was eight in a row after a win like last night, you would hear that buzz. Yeah. Would you say that was your brother-in-law? Yeah. Then your brother-in-law would be a little bit more geeked because there would be buzz. Well, he's, he's out of state, so he's not feeling the buzz from where he is. You know, as far as watching the national coverage, that's what he's speaking of. Yeah. All right. We'll come back. We'll catch up with John Burton, who was in Indianapolis at the Combine. We'll find out what his thoughts on Tim Kelly, Mike Vrabel, Rand Carthen, all the people that were speaking the other day when he was up there at the Combine. We'll talk to John. We'll do that next here on the McFarland Show, WNSR. Ad paid for by Anthem Tax Services. Attention, if you or your business is behind in filing your tax returns or if you owe over $10,000 in back taxes to the IRS, please listen carefully. The IRS does not joke around and will not stop their collection efforts. If you're tired of the IRS letters, levies, liens, or wage garnishments and would like to get a fresh start, we can help. Due to the financial hardships in the country, the IRS is making it easier than ever to settle tax problems for those who owe more than $10,000. We can help settle your delinquent tax problems and all collections and may even reduce your back taxes significantly. Even if you can't afford to pay your back taxes, you can still get the help you need. We've helped thousands of taxpayers just like you, but you must call 800-240-4917 today to stop your tax problem from getting worse. The information is free and the help is real. Call 800-240-4917. That's 800-240-4917. Again, 800-240-4917. I'm here at the Big Game headquarters. Total Wine and More scoring huge savings on the perfect bourbon. Local craft beer. Forgetting something? Oh, yeah. Cabernet, seltzers, and so many low prices. Mm, Valentine's Day is right after. Whoa. New game plan. You got this. Total Wine can help you score the perfect bubbly, too. Thank you. I would have been so... You sure would have. Your big game headquarters. Love what you find always at the lowest price. Only at Total Wine and more. Drink responsibly. B21. Milk. Eggs. 42 bucks. 
Ma'am, you okay? Need bucks? With Jackson Hewitt, don't wait weeks for the IRS to send your tax refund. Come in now for up to $3,500 with a no-interest, no-fee refund advance loan when you file your taxes. That's up to $3,500 today. Don't let high prices get you down. When every dollar matters, it matters who does your taxes. So get to Jackson Hewitt today. For eligible clients, loans by Republic Bank and Trust Company. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty, is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty, is our area's premier and most trusted real estate professional, backed by years of experience. So if you're buying, selling, moving, or improving, give the pros a call today at 615-519-3339. Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty, a professional who cares. What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dreams. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagans. I'm not saying like Derrick Henry is going to be bad. I just don't think he's going to be able to tote the rock 330 times in a season. This did lose a half step. He was getting caught in that second level. And you saw the fumbling. That's what their plan is. We're just going to go in again on Derrick Henry and figure this out. It just seems like the definition of insanity to me. The Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. <laughs> Sports fans, in case you missed any part of the McFarland Show, log on to WNSR.com for all the McFarland Show replays and archives. McFarland Show rolling along here on this Thursday afternoon. Hope everybody's having a good day. Darren and Justin here with you live, Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. You can watch us live every day, just like. Justin's brother-in-law in Atlanta. <laughs> Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Those are our platforms. Let's bring in John Burton. You can also watch him on television as well. Yeah. News Channel 5. JB, what's up? Good afternoon, man. How are we doing? Do you know who Morgan Wallen is? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Do you know who T.I. is? Of course. Okay. I, so you're- I actually saw T.I. He's doing stand-up comedy now. I've seen I that. Saw, I've seen that. Yeah, I, I saw him at the uh, at the uh, what do you call it? What's the what's the comedy place here in Nashville? Zanies. Zanies. Yeah, I saw him at Zanies uh, late last summer. He's pretty funny. Wow. <laughs> why? Why would he be? Di- so was it like he's open mic yeah. night or just like he's like really trying to be a comedian? No, he's all into it, Darren. He okay. actually has been touring, um, doing clubs all over the country. Um, he just said, you know what, I can't be the drug-dealing gangster rapper all my life. I'm <laughs> in my 40s now. i got a family. i got to try something else. So he wanted to give stand-up. And, like, he's actually paying his dues. He's not like, hey, I'm T.I., put me, put me here, put me there. He's, like, playing small clubs all over the country and working on his act. He's, he's pretty funny, actually. He's, John, he's told some good stories. John, I have to be fair to T.I. It wasn't, it wasn't drugs. It was guns, man. Okay. All right. All right. Look. Well, you know. 
When I hear when I hear rubber band man, okay, when you you know yeah. when you're carrying a big wads of cash in a rubber band and not a wallet or a billfold, yeah, you, that usually tells me it's probably has to do with some kind of illegal narcotics. But who am I to judge, yeah. right? Wild as the Taliban. Yeah, I got you. That's right. <laughs> these are all these are the crossroads all of us face when we get in our forties. So we're all no we understand. We understand. Yeah, Ti, we understand. Uh, biggest name you saw or talked to at the Combine was whom? Well, I mean, you know, we were only there for, for one day. We were there on Tuesday. We got back Tuesday night, so it'd probably be, take your pick, Rand Carson or Mike Vrabel or Tim Kelly, the new offensive coordinator. So, um, you know, listen, I got a little bit of information out of those guys, a lot of word salad in a lot of that, but, uh, you know, my biggest thing, guys, is trying to figure out what this dynamic is is between Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel because I asked both men at different points, you know, when they were made available to the media, uh, you know, what the working relationship is going to be like and in the inevitable occurrence that there's going to be a difference of opinion, whether it's a draft pick or a roster move or whatever, I asked both who breaks the tie, and they were both like, well, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. We're not really thinking about that right now. And I'm like, okay, right? Because, Mm -hmm. like, if Rand Carthon is there to be the GM, he's the GM. You know, is he there to make decisions, or is he there to basically placate and do whatever Mike Vrabel wants? That's the the question I still haven't uh, had answered. So um, we'll see how it uh, works out during this draft evaluation process as they meet with players and – of course, they'll you know they'll meet with guys uh, in Indianapolis, and of course on their pro days they'll go to pro days and they'll bring guys into the facility here in Nashville uh, to talk to them. But that was the one thing that kind of left me scratching my head. Like, uh, you know, is it Miss Amy that breaks the tie? I don't know. So, I guess like you said, we'll uh, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. All right, let me uh, tell you the, one of the quotes that I heard from up there that had me tilting my head like my German Shepherd when he hears something weird. Tim sure. Kelly saying that he didn't believe the offense was predictable last year. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm well, going to have to respectfully disagree with that. Yeah. But, you, you, know, know. you know, Darren, and, and uh, it's, it's so funny, guys, because I, I, you know, I was at that Saturday night game in Jacksonville where it was that winner go home, you know, winner wins the AFC South final regular mm-hmm. season game, the whole deal. You guys know. And we were literally – my colleagues and I were literally chuckling in the press box every time the Titans started a possession. We're all like looking at each other like, first down run? First down run? You think it's going to be a first down run? It was a first down run. I think what Kelly was trying to do, guys, was basically he didn't want to dance on on the previous OC's grave, right? He didn't want to dance on Tom Downing's grave and, 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 and try to show him a little respect going out the door. But we all know the Titans' offense was predictable. Tim Kelly knows it. He just didn't want to say it publicly. And instead, he wanted to, you know, move it forward and talk about, well, we're going to be able to be more dynamic and we're going to be able to run multiple plays out of, multi, you know, at a, you know, multiple formations. So we're a little less predictable. So he, he didn't cop to the fact that the Titans offense was predictable last year. We all know it was, but I felt like he was just trying not to, you know, you know, add injury to insult to Todd Downing, given all he's been through. Well, even if we were all feeling really, really good, you know, it's March, it's spring, we've had great weather, it's been almost 80 degrees, and everybody's in a good mood. Even if we were all feeling that warm and fuzzy, we could give him the first half, 
but man, you can't tell me that. Look, the whole league had figured them out in the second half, John, because they couldn't <laughs> score a point in the second half for almost an yep. entire season. So you can't tell us you weren't predictable in the second half because clearly the whole league had figured you out by halftime. Yeah, you're you're 100 percent right. And Tim Kelly was asked about that, and they said that's something that they're trying to work on. And again, that comes from being able to run a, a number of plays from a number of different formations because. You know, you guys know a lot of times smart defensive coordinators know, okay, if they're in 11, they're probably going to do this, this or that. If they're in 12, they're probably going to run these types of plays. You know, they've, they've got to be more dynamic in the second half. They've got to score more points in the second half. I mean, how many, you know, wins did they leave on the table, right? I think about the opener against the Giants. You know, they were cruising and couldn't get anything done in the second half except for a one score and allowed the Giants to get back in the game and eventually win it. We've seen that a number of times. The Raiders almost came back on them and won. So we've seen that a number of times. That I would I would have to imagine that that is a high priority for Kelly and the offensive staff to figure out, you know, how to keep it going when you have a strong first half offensively. You know, let keep that going after halftime. That's that's probably high on his list of things to do. I would imagine. I want to get your take, John. On you saw the dynamic in person, so I want your your eyeballs to help answer mm-hmm. this. The body language that you saw from Rand Carthon and the body language from Mike Vrabel, really more on the Rand side. Whenever people are asking questions about, you know, what what is this team doing? You know, you know, rebuilding, mm-hmm. retool. You know, the Predators are going through the same thing, right? Like David Poyle really hesitates to ever use the word rebuild. I get it. Retooling, whatever. However we want to package that word. And Rand Carthon is, you know, saying, because I get it. Nobody ever wants to admit that. But what is your vibe of really the direction they're going this offseason? Do they believe, like, look, if we just get good players in here that can actually help us rather than keep, you know, drafting bus picks and bus free agents, like, this thing can be turned around literally overnight? Or do you think that they believe, again, I'm just asking you to read into their body language that this is going to take some time? What, what do you think is the real answer? I think they believe the former. I think they believe that, you know, getting Harold Landry back, getting that defense back up and running, which was a really good defense last year, figuring out, you know, what to do on the offensive line, getting another decent year from Derrick Henry, and having presumably Ryan Tannehill in a quarterback, get him a couple more weapons, they feel like, you know, they can get right back on track. I don't think that's necessarily the case from where I sit, but – Yeah, judging by the vibes I get from them, they feel like, you know, we're just a good, productive offseason away from being right back there as, you know, AFC South title contenders and and making another run in the playoffs. I, like I said, I don't know if I necessarily am on board with that, but certainly that's the vibe I get from Rand Carthon. It's hard to read Vrabel because he just, he doesn't give you much in press conferences and you can tell he doesn't really want to be there and talk in the first place. So, you know, but Carthon seems really excited about the process, about putting a team together. And now he finally, you know, he's getting his opportunity now to really, really put his staff on a football team. So I think he's, he's excited and ready to go. And I think he, he probably, excuse me, I think he probably feels like, yeah, you know, if I can make a couple good moves in free agency, you know, draft some good players, fill some holes, we can be right back where we were. But I, t- I tend to feel the Titans are more where the Preds are, to be honest with you, kind of at a crossroads. But Ooh, we'll okay. see. Hmm. Did you get a vibe whether or not Ryan Tannehill is going to be the quarterback of this football team next year? Because we kept getting 
Well, he's a Titan and he's going to be here. He's However, he's under contract. He's under contract. We're, <laughs> but we're always looking for the best people, no matter who they might be, whether it's Joshua Jobs or Malik or somebody else behind a good offensive line. But, you know, we, we respect Ryan and his ability. And, you know, we know he's working hard. But we're also on the lookout for the best football players that we can find. <laughs> what, what is going – what are we doing, man? Is is seventeen coming back? Or what are we doing, Justin? That's the kind of the word salad I was referring to <laughs> earlier, right? There was just a lot of that going on 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 Tuesday when these men spoke. So it's like they know, played off was, against each other, John. It's almost like okay, I'm going to say I this, know. then you say that, then I'm going to say this, then you then you follow right, right behind me like and say something contradictory. It's like, are y'all playing? Right, no. like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> no, that's a great point, Justin, because. All right, you had Rand Carthon saying, and I'm pretty much quoting him directly here, Ryan Tannehill is under contract and he will be a Titan. Yes. But his voice kind of trailed off when he said that, if you go back and listen to it, okay? Then you have Rabel saying, you know, we've got to get better at all positions and we'll explore this and we'll explore that, blah, blah, blah. And I think Tim Kelly has been instructed not to be very specific about any player, so he was noncommittal on that. So you have two noncommittals and one kind of, sort of committal, I guess, from Carthon. So the only thing I could think of uh, deduce with this, guys, is Ryan Tannehill is the Titans quarterback until he's not. <laughs> you know, I think. <laughs> wow. I think that's, that's, that's basically what, what they you were saying, You went to Indianapolis right? for that? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, that's what I got. Jeez. <laughs> We wasted we wasted a night in the hotel, all that gas, My you know, meals on the company for that. <laughs> well, you know, Trey Lance is still under contract in San Francisco, <laughs> right? And you know, you know, we got you know, got a couple of other guys. Aaron Rodgers is a Aaron Packer Rodgers still until a Packer he's not right now, you know. <laughs> right. And there's this kid in New York who's still the quarterback. I don't know if you know, he gonna be there. I mean, by the way, did you get Derek's car? Uh, Derek's car. Derek Carr's card. Was he just walking around handing out cards, JB? <laughs> That's a good one. No, I did not see Derek Carr, but uh, I guess he was in the Indy talking to a bunch of teams. A, I didn't see him, though. Is that not you the know, weirdest story? He's just walking around the comments. Hi, I'm Derek Carr. You want to interview me? <laughs> Yeah, I did. You know what? It's funny because I, I would have talked to him, obviously. Um, but I think I think the thing with Tannehill, I think, and you know, this is just what I gather, and I don't know this for sure, but I would just say that the plan for now is to go into this season with Ryan Tannehill as the starting quarterback. But if something were to happen, or they decide, you know what, maybe we should make him a June first cut, or you know, I don't, I don't see them, you know, parting ways with him and then bringing in a guy like Derek Carr because he's the same guy. You know, I'd rather actually have Tannehill than Derek Carr, to be honest with you, or Jimmy G, or some of these other <coughs> tier two soon to be free agent quarterbacks. Now, Lamar Jackson, that that's a different story, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. So, yeah. I think the plan is to go in with Tannehill, but they're going to see what's out there vis-a-vis the draft. Uh, you know, it's it's. Yeah, I'm as, I'm as confused as you are, bottom line. Okay. But I think it's going right. to be Tannehill. But to say, maybe <laughs> if I was there looking at him, maybe it'd be different, but apparently not. Well, no, um, John was, and he's still. Yeah, I don't that's what I'm saying. Apparently not. Nothing's apparently been nothing's up. been you know, clear. You know. <laughs> All right. So, John, let me ask you about this. Uh, the, the general manager uh, was talking about the fact that uh, they want guys who – uh, can play multiple positions. Uh, they want guys. He said they had a positionless offense 
which I'm slowing down to say that because I don't think I've ever heard those words before. But uh, mm. Rand Carthon said uh, just yesterday there in Indianapolis, by the end of our time in San Francisco, we were running a, 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 a positionless offense uh, because, you know, we were lining up Debo Samuels here. We were lining up. Uh, McCaffrey over there, you know, he may seem like they want guys who are extremely versatile, which is something that the Titans in years past have not really specialized in doing. They have blocking tight ends and they have tight ends who are there to catch. And then they have, you know, guys who are there for pass for protection and guys who are there for run. So how do you think you believe him when he says that? And how do you think that's going to change the makeup here of this of this roster? Uh, yeah, I mean, first of all, yeah, I, I do believe him, and I think a lot of GMs and coaches look for guys that have that kind of versatility, right? If you're if you're a receiver, you know, are you able to work inside and or outside? If you're a defensive back, can you play the slot and can you play outside as well? Um, you know, if you're a, a, a edge rusher, can you stand up or also rush with your hand in the ground? I think that's kind of what he meant uh, along those lines. I think Debo Samuel is kind of an outlier, you know, with all the things that he can do, and I guess you throw McCaffrey in that in that uh, uh, pile as well. But the biggest thing is, I think they want guys that have speed, versatility, and uh, the ability to make explosive plays. Hmm. I think the Titans' biggest downfield pass last year was maybe like forty yards or something like that. And I could be wrong; you can fact check me on that. But I think that's what it all ties in, right? You want to be able to be versatile, play a number of different positions within your position group, right? You want to be able to have speed. You you, you need to be, be able to make uh, big plays down the field, explosive plays that the coaches talk about. So I would look for the Titans to look for more of those guys in the draft and, you know, maybe even free agency as well because, you know, coaches always say, right, guys, the more you can do, and this is a more you can do league now. Guys are doing different things. You've got guys like Debo Samuel, wide receivers playing running back. You've got – you know, a guy like Christian McCaffrey, who was a running back, but you can also put him out in the slot and do different things with him. So to be able to have that kind of versatility, especially offensively, to have opposing defenses guessing, that's to your advantage. So I would imagine that those are the type of players that, you know, they'll try to look for in the draft, you know, coming up this spring. Last but not least for me, John, is the analytics. Uh, what struck me about some of the the comments there from Rand Carthon was uh, the fact that his assistant GM – has his own analytics software, apparently, that he brings with him, that he developed on his own. Uh, and it seems to be like a big part of what they do is examining the analytics. And, and listen, Mike Vrabel talked a lot about analytics last year. They were using some things, but not like Rand Carthon. He's talking a lot about analytics and the way uh, that he scouts players. Have you picked that up? Yeah, I mean that's what they were talking about. I mean, we haven't we haven't talked to the new assistant GM yet. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. A guy came up with his own software. I mean, that's definitely not something I would be able to do. I'm not smart <laughs> enough to do that. But I think you guys know that you know today in the NFL, you need your football guy, right? You need your your Jimmys and Joes guy, and then you know you can go to your assistant GM who who's got the analytical background and say, all right, this is what I want to do. I want this, this, and this. You crunch the numbers and tell me, you know, what is my, you know, success rate going to be? And that's that nice uh, marriage because a lot of teams get that wrong, right? And, and a lot of GMs, old school GMs, you know, they reject analytics. So to be able to have a, a guy like Carthon who understands players, who understands, you know, 
schemes and how to put things together and bring in the right players, hopefully. Now you have your analytics guy that can say, all right, I'm interested in player X. What can you tell me about him? Well, based on, you know, my calculations, you have about a, you know, 74% chance that this guy will be a good player. You know what I'm saying? It's probably not that simple. It's probably more complex than that. But you need that marriage of, you know, the personnel guy, the guy that understands players, how, you know, who is the right fit for your team. And then you go to your analytical guy to say, okay, how can I put this player that I want to take and put them in the best position to be successful based on your analytical analysis i mean it's it's pretty fascinating like i'm always i'm bad at math bad at numbers i could never be the analytical guy but it really is you know fascinating that you know we always uh think of analytics with uh baseball and now it's really really gotten into football the last couple years so i think Rand carthon is smart to have an analytical guy as his right hand man to be able to help him and rabel put a team together all right, finish up with this. We're about two weeks away from the free agency period beginning. Uh, I won't. I mean, if you want to throw that in there, but I won't put you on the spot and say, "Hey, give us a name where you nah. think you're going to sign." But what do you think would be the position? What is going to be that first move under new GM Rand Carthon, uh, in your opinion? Hmm. Position wise, that's a great question, Dmac. Because there are a lot on the table, right? Offensive line, middle linebacker, wide receiver. Um, I would guess they're going to try to build offensive line through the draft receiver as well. So I'll say middle linebacker. I don't. I haven't mm. checked to see what the what the uh, what the uh, shopping list would be for middle linebackers free agency wise. But just to throw out a guess here, I'll I'll say middle linebacker. But that is subject to change, and certainly don't quote me on that. <laughs> well. You're quoting me on that, but you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> you know we're kind of live on the air, but sure. <laughs> right? Do you do you think they're bringing back David Long? It, I, you know what, Darren? It just doesn't feel like they are. It doesn't I mean, feel. Like, I agree with you. It doesn't. It doesn't right? feel that it, way. It, His name was on we, the we naughty talk, list. We, we talked. We talked to David on Baggy Day, and you know he was just like, "Yeah, I'd love to be back. I hope to be back." And you know, Rabel was asked about him the other day, and he's like, "Yeah, he's a." Terrific player. We respect him and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, but it didn't seem like, you know, no one really made a, a definitive statement saying, yeah, we are actively trying to get him re signed. So if I had to guess, I would say he's probably going to hit the free agent market. Hmm. Wouldn't Coach Rabel say, yeah, we respect Des Fitzpatrick at this point? I mean, this is kind of what. Right. <laughs> okay. Just want to establish that. Yeah, I mean that's yeah that's 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 the life of covering Mike Vrabel, Justin. It's uh, it's, it's a thrill a minute. <laughs> JB, good stuff. Appreciate it. Uh, glad you're back, and uh, we'll be listening tomorrow morning, starting at nine o'clock. Thanks, guys. Always uh, ready and willing to come on your show. Uh, those bozos that come on after you—that's a different story. But love you guys, man. <laughs> Appreciate it, John. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the AC on. It's getting hot in here. I don't want to know parts of that. John Burton, News Channel 5. John and Greg, tomorrow morning starting at 9 o'clock. All right, we'll get back into some of this stuff on the other side. By the way, we're wide open the rest of the hour. 615-844-5600 is our number. More of the McFarland Show next. Hey, you know it's a leap year, right? No, the next leap year isn't until 2024. Nope, it's this year. I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. <laughs> Woohoo! I won! See what you did there? I jumped up and down? No, that was a leap. 
Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You could win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February instant games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now, for our biggest news yet, you could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for fun today with February Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. At Total Wine and More, save big on what you love this month with hundreds of deals. Get up to 35% off over 100 different wines and spirits, including Cabernet, Sparkling Wine, Single Barrel Bourbon, and so much more. These savings are huge, and even better, they're on top of prices that are already the lowest in town. Deals this good don't last long, so visit Total Wine and More to find yours. Love what you find at the lowest price, only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B21. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Howdy, folks. I'm back to remind you about the best steakhouse in Music City, Bob's Steak and Chop House. The only place in Middle Tennessee to get A5 Wagyu steaks cooked to perfection. And when that special day rolls around to treat that special someone, make your reservation now at Bob's Steak and Chop House. From petite fillets to massive tomahawk ribeyes. When somebody asks where's the beef, you tell them Bob's Steak and Chop House. Make your Valentine's Day reservations now. And treat the best in your life with the best in Nashville. Bob's Steak and Chop House. At the Omni Nashville Hotel. Exclusive National Sports Radio, WNSR, Skyscan Forecast. Today's going to be cloudy with a shower in spots, a high temperature 68. Cloud showers and maybe a thunderstorm tonight, low 58. Cloudy and windy showers and thunderstorms taper off Friday, the high near 70. Utilizing the resources of the Motherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. You know, it's never too late to start feeling some March Madness. Be sure not to miss out on all the action. The High Valley Conference Basketball Championship presented by United Fidelity Bank as they return to Ford Center in downtown Evansville from March 1st through the 4th as the first week of entries into the NCAA basketball tournaments are crowned. All session tickets and single game tickets are on sale through each OVC school ticket office, Ticketmaster.com, and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person. You're listening live from the Strike and Spare Studios, downtown Music City. It's the McFarland Show. Thank you, big voice guy. McFarland Show rolling along on this Thursday afternoon, 615-844-5600. We've carved out some time to hear from you. Jump in there. Let's get things started with Eric. Eric, you're up first. What's up? Hey, guys, I just wanted to th- throw out something because I know Tony and Clay are listening. They're huge Vanderbilt fans. But I just want to throw this out there, guys, what I think, unfortunately, Vanderbilt's up against why they probably may not make the tournament. One is, of course, is all the teams are on the bubble. And a lot of the teams are on bubble, unfortunately. 
Some have better records than Vanderbilt. Some doesn't have as good a record than Vanderbilt. Some are kind of similar to Vanderbilt. And they're from a lot of major conferences because people talk about the fact that the Big 12 may get uh, like 10 teams in. Uh, the Big 10 may get eight or nine teams in. They're talking about the SEC may get seven or eight. I don't know from a lot of major conferences, but I'm not going to go through every school, but I'll give you three schools, for example. Now, for instance, Clemson. Lenardi, according to his thing, I think, and I don't know if he still does, has like them being the first four out, and they've got, I think, 20 or 21 wins, but he does 20 or 21 wins, but he doesn't have them in, but Seth Greenberg does. Another one is Arizona State, who I think Lenardi has, like, last four in. They just beat Arizona in a wild game at Arizona uh, Saturday, and tonight they have to go to UCLA, and I think if they beat UCLA at UCLA, they're probably going to get in. And, of course, the big one everybody's talking about, of course, is North Carolina. was the preseason number one. Lenardi mm-hmm. still has them out of the tournament, and they're 19 and 11. And they go to Duke Saturday. If they beat Duke at Duke, they're probably going to get in. And I'm talking about other schools that are bubble schools that are on the uh, borderline. I'm talking about schools like Wisconsin, which is a big basketball program. You've got Michigan, supposedly they're on the bubble. Uh, Penn State, all of them, the uh, Big Ten teams, and other teams like West Virginia and Oklahoma State who are in the Big 12. I mean, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but let, let me ask you a question. What, say, for instance, and I'm not saying it's going to get to this, but it gets down to two teams for that last spot, North Carolina and Vanderbilt. Who do you think they're going to take? Well, let me just start with this. Um, they've got to beat Mississippi State on Saturday to yeah, close yeah, out yeah, their regular right, season. You're right. If they you're don't right. do that, like we can just end this this whole discussion. Unless they win, unless they win the conference tournament. Well, yeah, but I mean that's that's every year. But you know they're yeah, they're yeah. not going to. They're okay. They, they could they could, but they're probably not going to win the SEC yeah, tournament. Yeah. Okay, let's just go on that. They've got, in my opinion, Eric, they've got to be Mississippi State, and yeah. they've got to win two games here, or there's really, we're wasting good oxygen talking about them getting the tournament. Yeah, they're yeah, not getting yeah, in yeah, unless yeah. they do that. That would get them but, to but 20 and that, That's not even guaranteeing yeah. them getting in. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying they, if they don't do any of that, there's yeah, nothing yeah. to even talk about. Because I agree that the fact that they lost to uh, LSU – really hurts them the fact that at the time when they lost to LSU, LSU only had, like, I believe one conference win, and also the fact they lost to Grambling non-conference. Didn't they also lose to Southern? I, I can't remember if they did or not. I don't, I don't remember uh, that. They had a couple. The Grambling one is the war. The couple out-of-conference yeah, yeah, yeah. losses that yeah, were just yeah, yeah. bad I, and early I, and on think, in the year. And I think out-of-conference, didn't they beat Pitt? Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. you bring up Clemson, by the way? So they have a basketball team yeah, at Clemson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They do. Okay, I, I didn't know I, I, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, I did bring I up Clemson. they were just a football school. <laughs> yeah, I said Clemson. Yeah, Lenard still has them as one of the first four outs, but they've got like 20 wins, but Seth Greenberg has them in. So it's just, I guess it's who you talk to. Whether it's fair or not, I just think that that's the way it is. And, of course, you're going to have Dickie V crying, especially back to back, if you don't get teams from like the smaller schools in the tournament because you have too many conference teams get in. But I don't think they're going to expand the field. But there's still that discussion. So it's just going to be interesting to see what happens. I'm just throwing that out there, and we'll see what happens. Guys, y'all take care, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate it. Dickie yeah. B is never happy, though. Yeah. Every year he's upset about something. So it's, yeah. it's uh, you know. I look. And I respect Dickie V. Don't forget, you know, now that we <laughs> there's a team in our backyard that's in this conference, and you know we've we talked to Steve Lehman basically weekly on this show, mm-hmm. and we've had Casey Alexander on uh, Missouri Valley. That that conference is no joke. They get that. That's why Belmont's in there, right? Because the OVC, you knew what you had to do, right? Yeah. You had to win that tournament. It didn't matter what you did if you don't win that tournament. 
you're like 99% you're not getting into the NCAA tournament. That is correct, sir. And they are not in that conference anymore because Missouri Valley will get many teams like they do every year. Mm-hmm. Many teams. So, uh, you know, and it's the reason I'm bringing it up is it's conferences like that that do steal away from the Power Five conferences. They're going to get, I don't yeah. know, four teams. I haven't looked at the latest. I don't know. I don't know. They're going to get yeah. at least four teams sure. out of that conference in. Absolutely. Because again, the they always yeah. make noise. They, yeah. they right, they do it all the time. They make runs and do all the things. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I was looking uh, the other day. Like their first round record is ridiculous. Like you wouldn't think that. Mm. Like go look at like their their record in the first round. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. In other words, when they get in, you better pick them their games in the in the first round because they do they have success. Yeah, look for them. Yeah. <laughs> um. It look. Again, that was a tremendous win last night. A tremendous win. That LSU game, it, there's no explanation. Like I, you can't even explain it now. Would you go get a win like that at Rupp Arena? Um, but you know, what's the status on Robbins? I mean, that's another thing. Yeah. That's got. We're not even talking about that. It that didn't look good. No, no, it that didn't. didn't look good at all. And he's been hurt. So what? What if they've lost him? Well, that's another thing. But the reason I'm bringing it up is even if they were to keep winning, the committee will factor in not having him. Yes, they will. That's all I'm saying. That's the only reason I'm bringing it up. Yeah. They'll factor it in. Because they, they rather see a team at full strength yes. with a few less wins than a team that's limping in and doesn't have all their guys. Remember when Cincinnati came here and they were like the number one team oh, most of the year? Yeah. Most of the year, but they lost um, – their best player. Yeah, he was done for the, yeah. and so they got they came here as a what were they like a two or a three seed? Yeah, like they dropped them way down. And everybody thought they were like the shoe in number one overall number one seed. Yeah, right. Same and, thing may happen to Tennessee too. Oh yeah, Ziegler will affect them for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll step away, come back. Tony, we'll get to you on the other side to close out hour number one here on the McFarland Show, WNSR. Woods Equipment Company would like to recognize and salute our veterans and local men and women in uniform. Let's remember them with our thoughts, prayers, and especially letters and packages from home. Our support will keep America strong. A strong, safe community starts with the concerns and involvement of its people. This important message was brought to you by Woods Equipment Company, located at 600 Davidson Street in Nashville. Give Woods Equipment Company a call at 615-256-5639. Nashville's first curling venue is here at T-Line Nashville. Come check out T-Line Nashville and experience the world's fastest growing winter sport today. Curling is a fun and simple sport that's a perfect outing for friends, corporate events, families, or parties. T-Line also has classic bowling and modern bowling mini games. With over 20 HD TVs, you can come watch your favorite teams and some of the best food and drinks here in Nashville in the large bar and grill area. They also have an outdoor area with a fire pit and you can't forget the live music. T-Line Nashville is a one-stop shop for a great night out. Located at 106 Duluth Avenue and online at tlinenash.com. You can book your party now or give them a call at 615-439-1024. That's 615-439-1024. And make sure you give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook at T-Line Nash for all the news, events, and updates. T-Line Nashville. Nashville's first curling venue is here. 
Today on Hey Culligan, reverse to reduce. Here's Bob. Hey Culligan, I love fresh water, but I got plastic bottles coming out. Whoa, Bob, you are not kidding about the bottles. But did you know Culligan's reverse osmosis and always-on drinking water systems provide fresh, clean, delicious drinking water and help reduce the equivalent of over 15 billion plastic bottles from landfills worldwide? Holy fresh, environmentally friendly drinking water. Am I right? Right, Bob. And we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund. Thousands in weekly prizes during the Double Your Refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4223. Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules. As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or online at richardcourtney.com. It's a Bill King show. I just, I, if Nick coached another seven, eight years, I would not be shocked at all. I wouldn't be. Now, I'm not predicting it because I don't think you can predict that kind of thing. We don't know that. If he coached to 80, I would not be flabbergasted. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. The McFarland Show, streaming live from inside the Strike and Spare studios. Here's Darren and Justin. 615-844-5600 is how you get in touch with us. Let's go to Tony. He's up next. Welcome in. Good afternoon, guys. Uh, You know, talking about the win, yes, it was unbelievable win, great win. I think it was Dak's best coaching job that he's done. Uh, especially when Robbins went out and had to shuffle the lineup the way he did and the the five he put in there one time with the five guards. I mean, just I thought that was an outstanding coaching job. I thought that was an outstanding effort. And uh, all the talk here building up to that game, guys, was Kentucky, Kentucky, Kentucky's back. Kentucky's coming back. They're playing well. Well, Vanderbilt stopped that. And – I don't. I know the net, and I know all that stuff they're going to look at, the strength of schedule, the RPI and stuff. I've got to believe if Vanderbilt wins, and Darren, you're right, they got to win Saturday, and they. I still think they need a win or two in the tournament. If they do that, I've got to believe there's people in that boardroom saying, guys, we got to look at Vanderbilt here. Look at their resume. They're an exciting bunch of kids. They've won these games down the wire. Yes, they've had some ugly losses, but you know what, guys? Everybody else has had some ugly losses, too. And I think when you get in that boardroom, now look at this. I didn't know Eric had crossed over and become Eric Lenardi. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> he, he's now doing Eric Lenardi, and I guess next he'll be doing baseball for Nicky. You know, the guy does the political oh, yeah. stuff. 
Eric is really he's touching all the waters, and uh, but uh, he did have some good takes on that stuff. But I do think, like I say, Vanderbilt's got to take care of business. But uh, and if that lost LSU, yes, it was ugly. It was horrible, and I was so disgusted and upset with it. But uh, I think when you look at resume of things happening right now, they got to look at them in a manner, and I hope they don't look at them and turn their head. But uh, and one other thing, one other thing with this win last night. You found out when some players do get some opportunities, there is some talent still on that team. So, with that being said, I think it's fun to see where this is going to end up. If they lose and things go down the drain and we don't make the tournament, we know we're in the NIT, but they are a fun bunch to be watching right now. Yeah, I do think they're going to need more than one. Tony in the SEC tournament. They're going to have to get at least two. 20, one is, 20 one, is the magic number. Get 21. One's not going to get them in. It's just not. They're going to need at least two here in Nashville to, to, you know, to get them in. Yeah, you you got to yeah. talk about two wins in the SEC tournament at least. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Tony, thanks for the call. As always, that'll do it for hour number one. Hour number two coming up next. ABC News, I'm Dave Packer. The House Ethics Committee voted today approving the establishment of an investigative committee to probe misconduct allegations against New York Congressman George Santos. ABC's Elizabeth Schulze is in Washington with more. This is the embattled congressman from New York who is facing all sorts of allegations of fraud. He has been accused of lying on multiple fronts. We know that he has fabricated large parts of his resume, his education, his work experience, other parts of his background. So this was a unanimous vote. In Pennsylvania, suspect Mark Muffley made his first court appearance via video conference. He's accused of placing an explosive device or components in his checked bag at Lehigh Valley International Airport Monday. At his detention hearing, the judge ordered he remain in custody. In Greece, 57 deaths following this week's head-on collision between a passenger and freight train. And now there are calls by one of Greece's Supreme Court prosecutors to widen the investigation into what caused the deadly crash. This is ABC News. Do you know what people see when they Google you? Search engines don't always get it right. And when they're wrong, it's your reputation on the line. So what do you do when you don't agree with your search results? Call Reputation Defender at 800-401-6681. Reputation Defender by Norton is one of the most trusted names in online reputation repair. We have over a decade of experience in fixing people's search results, and we can help you too. Using cutting-edge approaches, Reputation Defender pushes unflattering information down to lower pages of your search results, where few people ever look. We also promote the good stuff so that it rises to the top, letting you put your best foot forward. Your good name is too valuable to leave to the whims of a Google algorithm. You owe it to yourself to take control with Reputation Defender. Visit www.reputationdefender.com or call 800-401-6681 for free advice on your situation. 800-401-6681. That's 800-401-6681. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks... Presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. 
I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. And they're designed by real language teachers, so you learn how to have real-world conversations, things you'll actually use. It's incredible. After using Babbel, I'm ready to start having real conversations in French. There's all kinds of ways to learn. Use Babbel's podcasts or games or videos. You can even join live classes with a language teacher. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Évidemment. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. You can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Call now at 615-844-5600. Oh, righty then. Now the McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin. Second hour McFarland show here on this Thursday. Bill Keen will join us in about 10 minutes or so. Jalen Carter returns to the combine. We're going to find out um, what he believes, how this is going to affect him, or if it's going to affect him at all. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, one or the other. It is a very, very intriguing um, case study because he is – Highly coveted, and there's this dark cloud hanging over his head. Yeah, and is he going to be able to overcome it is the, is the thing. And, you know, the fact he's been able to go back I think is a good sign um, that they let him leave the state, um, you know, after what's happened. But, you know, we'll see. And some GMs with some heavy decisions to make in regards to that. Justin, something that's been making its, round, making its rounds in the last 24 hours. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen this. The NFLPA mm. has released their first ever, they call them team report cards. Now, yes. when I was a student, man, did I run to the mailbox to try to beat my parents to getting my report card because kids will never know. Yeah, I just. Because now everything is electronic. You it, can't it, stop it. I but. know. And it was just never a good day for me. Report cards came out. I was always sweating and just dreading. Probably what was coming. Yeah. Never in a good mood. Yeah. Never excited. Well, I don't know how these NFL teams feel, but it's created a little bit of a buzz. You know, what What does it mean? But all this information is, I guess, coming from over 1,000 players. I think it was 1,300 yeah. 1300, players. 1,300. And where they grade out with these topics, and you get – they – they rack up all the data on the info and basically grade out each team and where they rank in the league. The report card for the Titans was like me as a student. It was average. Yeah, mixed bag. About about a C. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they were about a C student. B minus C plus student. That was me. Every once in a while, I, I you know I'll get some A's every once in a while, but overall, I was a pretty average student. When you think about 32 teams in the league, yeah. the Titans were pretty average. Yeah. They're about right in the middle. Right, right in the middle, yeah. 14 to 18, somewhere in that range, depending on the category. Eight and eight. Yeah, eight and eight. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it was. Even though we're not 
We play 17 now, so yes. we don't yes. really have an 8-8 eight and eight season anymore. And Jeff Fisher's like, where was that when I was coaching? I don't know if he would want that because, you know, too many 8 and 9s, you you're not going to be here. Well, that's true. That's a good point. So one of the categories was treatment of families. Yes. Which is an interesting category. Important, though. Yes, but you just typically don't. Again, this is conducted by NFL players, so yes. remember that. Treatment of players, the Titans, or treatment of families, excuse mm-hmm. me, the Titans received a B-, minus, which was dead in the middle. I mean, right dead smack in the middle of the league. They ranked 16th in the league mm-hmm. with a B- minus grade treatment of families. Now, Devlin's beloved Bengals, mm-hmm. not so much. They did not grade out well. It's been no? making its rounds on that. Or apparently, I guess mothers nursing children, they didn't even have an area for them yeah. to even do that. Yeah. And so they were sitting on the floor. And it was just a mess. So they get an F. They got an F. And they weren't the only ones, by the way. Several other teams received an F in that category. Really? Including the Jacksonville Jaguars received an F for family treatment. Really? Yes. The Washington Commanders received an F. Well, I just expected for family treatment to be an F with Washington. Now, here's the shocker on this list, Darren, as far as who received an F. The Arizona Cardinals received an F. The Pittsburgh Steelers. For treatment of families. They didn't get an F. They got a D minus, though. Which is basically an F for the Steelers. Pretty much. Yeah. And all that you hear about the Steelers and the first class organization, yep. D minus. Wow. When it comes to treatment of families. Hmm. So the Titans, after all that being said, graded out pretty well. Yeah. B minus. Another category food service, nutrition. Mm hmm. B minus. Now, I will say this. They've come a long way. I mean a long way. I haven't been since the renovations, so I don't know how we're looking these days. There was a time and a place. You know, every training camp, I was out there every single year. They feed the media. Same same spread that they're they're giving the players, right? Mm -hmm. You go in that cafeteria. In the cafeteria, yes. You're just taking advantage of, you know, they're going to eat first. Players are going to eat first. Uh, Absolutely. They give you the time. When the players and coaches are done, right, Mm -hmm. then they're going to let the the media come in there and pick through the leftovers. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, you would think for NFL standards. Yeah, let's just say it. It wasn't up to up to speed. It's come a long ways. Yes. Now I've seen it over the years get way way better. So they got a B minus, which yeah. was actually thirteenth in the league. They also invested heavily. They though. did. You know, they new did kitchens and staff yes. and yes. chefs. And like they did the whole thing. They did, and they. They got a B minus, and that was 13th in the league. So mm-hmm. there was a time, if they would have done this, I don't know, 15 years ago, Justin. Yeah, ooh, I don't think their grade would have been very good. Now the I'm Bengals got it. Not the. <laughs> you see the Bengals grade on nutrition. The Bengals didn't get an F, Darren. The Bengals got an F minus in nutrition. So did the Arizona Cardinals. They got an F minus in nutrition. Now. If we're just being honest, and I know a lot of this, you know, over time, it's passed down to family, and the family members are running the family, right? Yeah, it's, it's but family But it's still in the family. Now. Oh, yeah. But the Bidwell family has never had a great... No, it's not what they do. They've never had a great um, reputation. No. The Brown family has really yeah, never had a great no, 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 no. reputation. 
right? Fair? No, no, fair. They have not. Okay. So just put that in perspective that these two family-owned franchises yeah. have never had great reputations. Now, the shocker on that list, on the on the F-minus nutrition side, what is one of the great food cities in the United States? Chicago, of course, New York, places like that where you can talk about food. But anybody who's ever been will say this place is fantastic for restaurants and food. And that is New Orleans, Louisiana. And they got an F minus. Hmm. For food. For food, for nutrition. They wow. got an F minus. Well, maybe because the food in New Orleans is not good for you, Justin. It is not. That is true. <laughs> Too many beignets for the Saints. It's not I'm good. I'm not sure if that's a good thing. I mean, you know, there's a limit for those offensive linemen yeah. and defensive linemen. Maybe, you know, that. Can't come up with some healthier gumbo. Look, no. There's a whole lot of calories on Bourbon Street. Yeah, there is. Whole lot of calories. Yeah. And the French Quarter. Lots of calories. So F minus. Ding, ding, ding. There's the calorie meter. Ding, yeah. ding, ding. F minus for the Saints. Weight room. The Titans get a B. Mm-hmm. 18th in the league. Which, again, they've made significant. Significant strides. Yeah. Strength coaches. I got to be honest. I was a little surprised by this one. A minus. Hmm. Strength coaches, A minus. Hmm. 17th in the league. Hmm. By the way, if you have any comparables to other teams, throw that in there like you've been doing. I don't have that stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I just the have full the Titans. Thing. Yeah, okay. I just have the Titans. Okay. Training room, a B minus. Training room. Which was twelfth. Okay. By the way, that was their best in the league. Twelfth. Training room. Okay. The Arizona Cardinals also with an F minus there, by the way. Uh, I, I I'm <laughs> sensing a theme with there Arizona. There is a theme yeah. with the Arizona Cardinals, uh, with the F minus. Uh, by the way, the Los Angeles Chargers also received an F minus, while the Rams received a D plus, which I find interesting because I thought, well, I know they're sharing a stadium, but that's not the same thing as sharing the team facilities and whatnot. But they they're out there in Los Angeles. One club gets a D plus, the other one gets an F minus for training training rooms. Not good. Training staff, Titans get another A minus. So strength coaches, training staff, A minus, fifteenth in the league. Not bad. Not, Not bad, bad at, at all. all. No, that's pretty good. This one I was a little surprised by. Just because it's a stadium that, you know, needs to be redone. Uh, I know they've done a lot of changes at the practice facility. I get that. So that probably helped. But the locker room got a C. Now, do we know if they're talking about the locker room at the stadium I or the locker know. room at the facility? I don't know. I suspect it's both, but I don't know. Because they have to spend time in both. They do. So I don't know. But they spend way more time at the facility than yes. they do. And they've put a lot of money into that. Yes. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. Um, you know, by the way, uh, there are other people here. The Pittsburgh Steelers got a D-plus in locker room. Hmm. Sounds like they need to do some some work up there in Pittsburgh. That's what it sounds like. Well, if you notice here lately, they have not been uh, the typical living up to the standard of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, the, the Kansas City Chiefs got a D minus in locker room. So did the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, with a D minus in their locker room as well. And the Arizona Cardinals with another F. So the Arizona Cardinals, just to make sure we're keeping just track. Just an epic failure. They got an F in treatment of families, nutrition, weight room, Training room and locker room, all F's for that's, the Arizona Cardinals. That's almost all the categories. By that's the way. that's that's most of the categories. And finally, team travel. This one apparently did not meet uh, 
the criteria because this was the only category the Titans failed. They got an F. See, I don't have that one. 28th in the league, and they got an F. Team travel. Mm. I have traveled with the Predators. I have never traveled with the Titans, so I don't know. I cannot speak on this. I've seen the plane, but you know, never been on the plane. But you know, I've I've been on patrol where I've went and found the plane on a tarmac somewhere. Um, but you know, I haven't been on board, so I, I'm not sure about the accommodations there. And to my knowledge, the Titans have never fired anybody on the tarmac. So, no, that's a different sport. Yeah. As a, as U- a, it was USC? Yes, USC. Yeah. And I'm sure others we just haven't heard of quite yet. So that was it. Uh, overall, I was pleasantly surprised. I, I thought it would possibly be worse, but they actually received pretty good grades. Uh, like I said, team travel was the only one that received enough. Everything else was, was pretty good. So when free agents don't come here, we know th- what the reasons are not compared to 1,300 other players in the National Football League. It would seem like the Titans are in good position. To draw in a few people. Well, especially compared to some of the other teams. Especially if, if, if the Titans lose a player to the, the Arizona, Arizona Cardinals, Cardinals, something's wrong. need to check and make sure that all the family members for that Arizona Cardinals new acquisition is, is are accounted for. No doubt. All right, we'll come back. We'll talk to Bill Keen. He will join us next here on the McFarland Show, Nashville Sports Radio. Pet Paradise is reminding Americans to show support to the brave men and women of our U.S. military. Their tireless efforts should never go unnoticed. This salute is brought to you by veteran-owned and operated Pet Paradise, Tullahoma's finest for full-service boarding and grooming for 22 years. Located at 201 Sanderson Street in Tullahoma, Pet Paradise is a name you can count on. Give them a call today at 931-454-0999. Pet Paradise, where Gail and the crew are proudly saluting our troops, veterans, and first responders. Are you tired of your current vehicle? Maybe looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? Hey guys, it's Zach. Hayes Nissan of Rivergate is the best choice for your vehicle needs. Located at 1550 Galton Pike North in Madison, Hayes Nissan of Rivergate has been serving the Middle Tennessee community for over three decades. That gives you confidence that Hayes Nissan of Rivergate can find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle and your budget. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff will make sure you are taken care of. I should know because I've seen it firsthand. Every vehicle I've purchased has been from Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, and I love the entire process. Now, I don't want you to forget about their award-winning parts and service department. It has everything you need to get you back on the road. Go visit them on the web at NissanofRivergate.com. They're open there 24-7, 365 days a year. Or give them a call at 615-865-7220. Again, that number is 615-865-7220. That's Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, where your dollar always goes farther. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4hims.com joy. At HIMS, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4hymns.com joy. That's 4hymns.com joy for your free online visit. 
F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. If you need a staycation or planning a trip to Music City, stay at Bento Living Chestnut Hill. Voted the best boutique hotel in the city by the Nashville scene. Bento Living is located on the edge of bustling downtown and boasts on-site dining, shopping, live entertainment on the rooftop, and free fitness classes. Come experience Nashville like a local. Visit bentochestnuthill.com to book your Music City vacation today. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. It's, it's Miss Amy now for everybody, uh, right? Apparently it's, it's Miss, Miss Amy. Amy. It's Miss Amy, Miss Amy. I call her AAS. I call her owner. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> the boss. You know what she is? She's a wolf in sheep's clothing. I, uh, she, Damn, uh, bro. She oh, she's she oh, she's a gangster. Uh, oh, she knows what she she's doing. a gangster. She knows what she's doing. Yep. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Call the McFarland Show now at 615-844-5600 and join the discussion of ideas. I mean, not right now. Not in a little bit. We are going to talk about ideas, though, just yeah. not with the regular callers. Yeah, that's right. It's WNSR Day. As we have John Burton on in the first hour, Bill Keen the second hour. Yeah. Darren and Justin here, the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. Bill King, his show starts every morning at 6 a.m. here on these airwaves. Bill, how we doing? Hey, guys. What's up? Well, we're doing better than Jalen Carter. And what we want to know is, one, how much have you been talking about this? And two, how do you think ultimately this is going to play out? By the way, he's back at the Combine um, following his arrest and every all everything that transpired. There. So, how do you think this is ultimately going to affect him? Not at all. Really? No, I don't think so. I now I'm not saying bad things didn't happen, and he's out there racing and all that. If that indeed is true, but he guys is a player at a position that it's almost impossible to have his skill set. And the NFL doesn't care about that stuff. They they care about winning. He is a dominant defensive lineman, interior defensive lineman. And I don't – now, does he lose his top spot if he's the top pick? Maybe. But overall, it's not going to hurt him at all. So you think he'll still be the first one taken off the board that's not a quarterback? Oh, absolutely. Now, again, I don't – you guys know me. I don't even – I, I I watch highlights of Saturday on Sundays, but he's he's the top overall player in this draft. He's not going to drop precipitously because he was out racing one night, okay? And and yeah, two people died. It's a horrific story, but they don't care about that. They care about winning, and that guy has a skill set that does not arrive often. All right, but what teams do do, as you know is they try to do, and some are more successful than others, on doing a very thorough and deep dive into what are they really drafting, right? Something that John Robinson unfortunately did not do when he went to Athens and drafted Isaiah Wilson. That was not a good dive. He jumped in the pool. There was no water. What right. what you talk to people so you you can kind of do your own deep dives even though you don't work for an NFL team. Do you when you've talked to people 
uh, at Georgia, do you get any sense that there are red flags on Jalen Carter outside of just this incident alone? No. Now, now let me be fair here. It's not like I do background checks on players. And, and so I, I wouldn't necessarily be an expert on what he is like. I know he is a very intense dude who might, you know, corrupt the ecosystem in a locker room can be interesting, right? And uh, I do know that. But but that's that's his skill set. That's that's what he is going to be paid tens of millions of dollars to do is be a physical football player. But I don't think there's ever been a hint of some kind of out-of-control discipline problem. Now, i got to also tell you, to this day, I talked to Georgia people about Isaiah Wilson. They didn't see any of that meltdown happening. Really? Now, I'm not com- huh. No. No. Interesting. No. Now, again, I'm not comparing the two. Uh, this, this Jalen Carter is a much better prospect than even a first-round offensive lineman out of Georgia that, that, as we know, melted down. I don't think so. Now, whether he gets picked first or set, seventh or not, I don't know. But he's a dominant talent, not just good. Because when I talked to some of my NFL scout friends, the, I did have a couple of them tell me, I think this kid needs to grow up. And I was like, "Huh, interesting." They're like, "Yeah, he's right. he's immature. Yeah. He's immature. He's got, but that you know, obviously, I wasn't being told. And he's going to want to, you know, be a rapper, and he's never going to play it down in the league, and you know, he's going to be, you know, out of the league in, in two years. Obviously, nobody was telling me that, but they were like, "Yeah, he right. needs to grow up." But also on the same token, let me give you another example. When I was talking, because as you know, Jeffrey Simmons had the hiccup at Mississippi State, and so I would talk to my mm-hmm. NFL scout friends, and I'm like, "What? What do you know about this?" You know, Jeffrey Simmons guy. What what about his, you know, this hiccup? And because there were thoughts that possibly he could end up here, and I couldn't get anybody to tell me anything really bad about him, like other than that incident. Like that was isolated, and everything else was really, really good. And I was like, huh, interesting. Well, obviously the Titans felt the same way because they drafted him. And to this point, Bill, it's played out here. I mean, you know, he's been – Dare I say it, a model citizen and a tremendous player with the Titans. I'll never get out of my mind the video of him on top of a woman punching her repeatedly in the face. I'll never get, I can never, and when I, and I had my, I was on Sirius XM all those years. You wouldn't believe the number of people who called me to say she deserved it because she disrespected his sister or whatever. I could not believe it. Hmm. Now, you're right. Nothing's happened since, but to this day, I can't get that out. Could have killed her, what he was doing. He was sitting on top of her, punching her in the face repeatedly. Video everywhere. And no, nothing's happened. And I'm happy. I'm good. I'm glad. I'm glad that that was isolated. It's still an event. I would not have taken him. I don't care what he's done. Hmm. Interesting. Um I've got a polo on. Uh, Justin's got a button down on if you're watching us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. Um, you know, it kind of feels like we're a little stuffy in here, you know, like oh, maybe we're having some lobster bisque and maybe going to go visit the polo club after the show. Uh, that's kind of how Clemson and Florida State are presenting themselves in the ACC. A little bit stuffy, Bill. A little bit like we're better than you. We're looking down. How, how's, what's going on right now in the ACC? The AD at Florida State last Friday 
meeting with his board of trust, said we cannot continue with this path we're on financially with this, and he's not using these words, this garbage contract we have that's through 2036 that they all signed off on now. Florida State signed off on it too, and it's only about $35 million a year. And he's saying something's got to change. I don't know what. It was a shot at the ACC office. It was probably a public acknowledgement as well. If you take the Clemson and Florida State brand, now I will say this, and you put them together, that's probably 50 or more percent of that league. The rest of them, you add them up, you don't probably get to those two combined. Duke is worth about a symbol in that whole league's <laughs> big picture. Seriously. You could get Duke you could get Duke in a symbol. That tells you how important basketball is in this conversation. And and they did a, they also did a market study and they said that if and one thing they brought up is well we need to go to unequal distribution in the league. That that's been brought up too. Obviously the most of the rest of the league didn't want to do that. And they figured Duke would only be getting about like ten million bucks. Florida State figured they'd be getting sixty million if they went to unequal distribution and it was based on brand. What your muscle, your brand, your flex off ability is. And he's right. Now, is he gonna get what he wants? Here's the problem, guys, and, and a lot of people don't don't understand the, the fine print. There's an exit fee in most every one of these leagues, and it's just whatever the league came up with and agreed to. In the ACC, it's $120 million to get out before 2036. But that's just the exit fee, guys, $120 million. There's another fee. That's your grant of rights fee. That is your media brand that the league owns because you signed off on it, and they own it through 2036. Guys, that number's another $400, $500 million. You're talking a half billion to get out of there. So what's your alternative? Well, you could try to go to court. You know, contracts are meant to be broken. What, what, what are your chances there? Probably not good. Or, obviously, maybe the SEC comes calling, which no, no need to right now. They're in good shape. Mm-hmm. Or you could bet on yourself, act like you're leaving, uh, leaving, and try and implode the league. Because if those two teams leave, ESPN's going to want to redo their deal. $35 million a team is going to be way too much now, and you could try and kill the league. Then the grant of rights goes away, and maybe you're free. But, but guys, all these options are Hail Mary options compared to the SEC calling and saying, come on in. And there's just, as of right now, there's no need for that. Well, it sounds to me that you just painted the picture Florida State is driving that bus, right? Yeah, Clemson's not chirping. Clemson agrees they're not chirping at all. Uh, the AD or the, the president m- made some kind of, you know, formal comment, but it's, it was much ado about nothing. It, it did not say we have joined Florida State in this battle or something. No, this is Florida State. And just to take you back, guys, in, in pre-1992, when the SEC, Roy Kramer, went east and west with South Carolina and Arkansas, mm. they were talking to Florida State. They wanted them. And Bobby Bowden made the decision back then. It's not a good idea because he thought we were about to embark on dominating the ACC and winning national titles, which they did. And that was the right call back then. Today, it's not the right call. And uh, they're stuck in, unless something changes. Now, Guys, I'm being long-winded, but this is all very important stuff. 
The Pac-12 is still trying to get a deal done. They're getting low-balled left and right. Most of the networks don't want to deal with them. ESPN's still flirting with them. They're low-balling them to the tune of about $20 million, which basically you can't operate on that kind of money. Apple TV may be involved, which would only be streaming, though. And the scare there is that the Big Ten, any time they want, can call and get Oregon and Washington. And if you lose those two after you just lost the city of Los Angeles, your league's dead, too, as we know it. So, guys, there's a lot of – there's there's – Pac-12 is the proverbial one foot on a banana peel, the other one on the gra- in the grave, in the, in the coffin. The ACC is not there because they have a deal, but they're scrambling. And, and they know that Florida State would, would leave yesterday if they got a call from the SEC or the Big Ten, but, but geographically the SEC. Bill, I'm gonna I'm gonna try not to get too inside baseball here, but I I cannot resist but to ask you this question: How much longer do you believe, with the way things are going, do you believe broadcast will be important to these leagues versus streaming? Like, how important are broadcasts and deals on Fox and CBS? Uh, going to be important versus going to an Apple TV or an Amazon Prime? exclusively how how big of a deal were broadcast i know it's a big deal now but five ten years down the road because they sign long-term contracts bill they don't sign five ten year contracts they sign 20 year contracts so how do you prepare for this world that you're really not sure of fantastic question and it's kind of like we're on a boat together and nobody's ever been here, right? And we're trying to figure out what's out there. You know what I'm saying? What's in the water over there? Um, is, it, is it friendly? Is it lucrative? Is it a monster? What is it? You know, you're right. Now, it's trending in that direction. Now, as of right now, if Apple TV wrote a tri- check, the money would be good. But they would still be geographically out of sight, out of mind. Because fans aren't going to want to stream only games. They'll, you know, some of the freaks will stream it, but the mainstream's yes. not. You're saying eventually, and I think you're, it's trending that way. I think we're still a ways off there. Now, now, if Apple TV comes in, big tech, I don't know that Amazon was flirting. I don't know that they are so much now. But Apple TV, for example, that would start the ball rolling. And eventually the SEC and the Big Ten are going to take big tech money. Now, now, let me also say this, and this dovetails with your question. Back to the Pac-12 and back to maybe losing Oregon and Washington to the Big Ten. And again, the Big Ten could have had them the day that they announced Southern County UCLA, but they don't need them right now. If they did indeed say, okay, we're going to go ahead and pluck a couple of others, your biggest brands that are left out there, they're going to need more partners. They've already got a deal with NBC, CBS, and Fox, so they're going to need more money to where the other teams don't start losing with all the gains they were making with all the new money. So Big Tech could st- could step in there and say, okay, we'll give you, we'll, we'll cover the inventory cost here and we'll cover, we'll play some of your games, the Northwestern something game, right? Sure. Maybe a Rutgers game. That could happen, too, because the Big Ten will need additional partners and more money if, indeed, they do make that 3 a.m. booty call out west. Okay. I'm, I'm not, I could go further. Because, listen, this is something we sit around and talk about in my building all the time over, you know, in Metro Center, yeah. and, and that yep. is, you know, People finding us at different locations, and the same is different with. It is no secret that the biggest thing on broadcast right now is live sports. 
it is carried broadcast for the last, you know, five or six years or so. The live is the biggest thing going on in broadcast has been live sports. It is the only thing people continuously want to watch live. They can record a lot of things. Live sports, they want to see it as it happens without question. Right. The question is how much longer is that going to be the case or are people developing new habits? And that is going to be the big thing because right now the 2.30, 3.30 Eastern slot on CBS is a big deal right now. But is it going to be a big deal in 10 years? I'd say if you ask me to estimate, the streaming aspect will be more mainstream around 2030, right in there. Got to remember, there's already predictions, people who are very strong. But saying they think by 2030 there will be schools, probably right here in the South first, right, that will have sports-only teams on campus. That the only thing they do is play football. They don't, they don't go to class with everybody else to the Western Civ uh, portion of the campus or the English portion or the, mm, the, the foreign studies. So a lot of things are going to happen here. Mm, but, yeah, that's, that's coming. And then how, how do you monetize it? How do you – that's the next thing. Big tech has so much bleep you money that it really probably doesn't matter. Well, okay, let, let's 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 move let's move on because I can stay there all day. So let, let's let's oh, yeah. move on here. Um, you know, Bill, I try to educate my wife on what it's like to be a young man because she's a woman, so she has never been a young man. So sometimes she's questions things that young men do, and I tell her that. To steal a line from the Chappelle show, testosterone, Bill, is a heck of a drug. You get testosterone, it hits you, and all of a sudden you do all kinds of things. How much of coaching, Bill, speaking of Jalen Carter and so many other situations, are managing basically young and dumb decisions made by guys who are very young, but at the same time, at the physical peak of their lives with that chemical called testosterone fly hormone called testosterone flying through their system at unknown rates and the sport you play football is all about physicality yeah and blowing stuff up and running through brick walls and you you your body your mind transforms when it's time to be on the field you change you're not the same person and some of, some people have a hard time flipping that switch. It's it's not easy. Yes, that's a big part of it. And then you have the winning aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And then you're on a campus with a whole lot of pretty ladies. That gets all dudes all oh, yoked up, right, and want that, to fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, then you add some chemical substances to it when you're out at the club. <laughs> and then, you know, we might as well just – detonate a bomb here hey, listen you don't have to be at the club anymore bill you could be at the club you could be at the dorm you could be at the house you could be all kinds of places with that correct no doubt you could be you know what it could go down in the library for all i know oh i'm sure uh what's that is that the bar where they have what dollar beer night the library yeah he probably back in 1972 probably. yes yeah. no they, they had a library when i was in school penny beer night thursday mm, nights mercy yep. Yeah, it didn't last very long. Uh, Bill, we, uh, you know, that's why they get paid the big bucks to deal with all that stuff because you know that that goes on all the time. I mean, the oh, amount yeah. of eye rolls that head coaches, 
in college football do on probably a daily basis, if they got paid by eye rolls, whoo, man, would they be getting paid big bucks. Bonus, yeah, bonus money for bonus eye rolls. Money. Yeah. Bill, appreciate it. Thanks as always. Okay, uh, be listening Thank tomorrow you. morning. Thanks, sir. Bill Keen, starting at 6 a.m. tomorrow to close out the week. All right, we'll come back. We're wide open the rest of the show. 615-844-5600. More of the McFarland Show next. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. Let's see. If something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month. And that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 855-51-BIBLE. That's 855-51-BIBLE. 855-51-BIBLE. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first-time homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process, except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with GEICO or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with GEICO. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. Golfers, tee it up at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the hottest new arrivals from TaylorMade. Featuring the Stealth 2 Woods and Irons, the new Stealth 2 Woods combines speed and forgiveness to unlock forgiveness. And the new Stealth HD Irons deliver high launch with draw bias to give you the confidence to expect better shots more often. Swing into Edwin Watts Golf Shops and get custom fit today. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, unmatched expertise, unmatched service. 
It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. If you were going to hire Tim Kelly, you, they've been done for over a month. I mean, well, that would have already been done. This is where you scoured the ends of the earth and you just went in-house because if you look at it, the OCs, they've been coming from within on Mike Rabel's staff. What happened? Oh, what happened? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There could be a lot of different things that happened. I'm not uh, The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Welcome back to the Strike and Spare Studios. You're listening to The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. You seem to be pretty intrigued by the whole platforms, right? And where we're going with technology in that conversation with Bill. Yeah, because it's, it's a big thing. We're changing society technology-wise. We have uh, a gentleman who listens to us every day from Vancouver. And we appreciate him yep. so very much. Hello, Johnny. Um, we mentioned my brother-in-law watching from Atlanta, and we appreciate that. Uh, these Frank, are things who calls in, who goes to Florida a lot. Yes, listens to us or watches us in Florida these all the are, time. These are things that would have been laughable when we first started in this business. You know, 20, 25 years ago, uh, broadcast.com had barely hit the scene, the scene back then. The old Mark Cuban company that got him all his first few million dollars. So the landscape has changed, but we continue to provide similar content. The question is, how are people watch? How are people consuming what it is we're doing? Whether it is whether or not we're on television through these cameras or through these microphones uh, and on the radio here or online, or if I'm on television every day, people are watching, I can watch newscasts from wherever I want to. This is a very different world. And the question is, how are people going to consume what people are putting out? And that is the hardest thing to keep up with because it changes all the time. So when you think about sports in particular, in this particular case, uh, people watch sports traditionally over the air broadcast Monday Night Football was on ABC for a long time. CBS has had the rights to the SEC for a very long time. You can get it anywhere. You got a piece of metal and a TV, and you know you can find a signal somewhere. But that's changing now. People are on phones. Well, you can't watch broadcast necessarily over a phone. You can, but it takes some steps. NFL season on Thursday night. Just pr- I mean that it was on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Their third, think about it. The NFL game on Thursday nights was yeah. on Amazon Prime. It was on Amazon Prime. When that first rolled out, it was on TNT. And it was on, <laughs> chuckle when I say that because it's true. It was on TNT and it was on ESPN. And it was only like half the season. But it was a cable thing. And you had to have cable to mm-hmm. see it. And people were upset about that. I can't believe I have to have cable just to watch Thursday Night Football. And, now we, and then we went to NFL Network. And now we're straight on the internet for it. You know, you got to have an app for it, either through a Roku or through something else just to watch an NFL football game. Where are we going? And by the way, you got to pay the subscription to that mm-hmm. thing. I mean, where, where are we going here? That's the question because there's so many platforms, so many eyeballs. What's going to happen? Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. I mean, it is. I mean, this radio show right here. I mean, you know, I've got what are they called? Echoes, I guess. I, I don't sure. Yeah, is that what it's called all over all over my house. Every room in the house, basically. Yeah. Alexa. There's not one in here, is there? 
No, but okay. there's probably one somewhere where someone's listening <laughs> where you have activated it. Ignore. Alexa, Ignore. play WNSR. There you go. And there it goes. And you're listening to us. You're listening to John and Greg. You're listening to Bill Keen. I mean, you're listening to Afternoon Stretch. Anywhere on Boom. the planet, anywhere you can get yep. Wi-Fi. Yep. Not just here. Nope. Anywhere right. on earth. That's right. Let's go to Mike and Melrose. Mike, you're up next. Welcome in. Good afternoon, guys. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but growing up here, I guess everywhere, back in the day, NBA playoffs, they were not even on live. Nope. They would show them oh, yeah. late, at night, late Friday night, tape delayed. Yep. It's back in the 80s. Uh, so, magic and bird change all the crazy. That. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Come a long way. Hey, uh, speaking of Vanderbilt's schedule, I just went back and looked out of conference. And they only won two of them. Um, played one team who finished third in their league, Southeast Louisiana, blew them out. Finished a team that finished second in Memphis, who is behind a pretty good Houston team. And they played six teams that have won their conference, including Moorhead State, who Vanderbilt blew out. Now, I know it doesn't count because they didn't win, but it means you can't help your strength of schedule. Out. And plus the fact they played, and I don't think anybody else in the SEC did, had to play Kentucky twice, Tennessee twice, and Alabama twice. So that's the reason for some losses there. Yeah, no, I brought that up the other day, Mike. I mean, that, that's brutal. I mean, I mean, Kentucky, you know, Tennessee, you know, but to also get Alabama twice, like this, this year, to know, you know, they were a top five team most of the entire year and have to play them twice. Yeah, the schedule did them no favors, but. Well, it, and usually it's the same. Usually we play Florida twice every year, and they they've had some dominant teams. So I'm hoping when Oklahoma and Texas join, they kind of do away with that. Yeah, I mean I, we need to play Tennessee every year. You know I agree with that, but I mean it's just kind of not even to some teams, and it's kind of luck of the draw. You know sometimes we get to play to, to, to a terrible team twice, but it just doesn't seem very balanced. Yeah, I think what people and it's it's fair. I think. What stinks is now that the, almost the body of work in the regular season is completed for Vanderbilt. When you know so much has been harped on that Grambling loss, and I get it, and it's like, yeah, but then we got to the the meat of the conference play, and it's like, okay, we can kind of move up. There's things they can do to kind of forget all that. But really, though, when you look at them, like that LSU game, which should have been a one, believe it or not, a surefire win, even on the road. And that Grambling win, we would be talking about a Vanderbilt team that would be at Memorial Gym to close out their regular season Saturday night against Mississippi State, going for their twentieth win of the season. That and that changes the whole landscape of the conversation. Changes the math. Yeah, well, you're probably correct. I, I believe Grambling did win their conference tonight. Not that they're strong. very close. Yeah, they, yeah. And then also, uh, somebody mentioned we lost. We we played Southern Mississippi. They went twenty five and six. Yep. And the crazy, th- the crazy thing is they opened their tournament this Saturday playing South Alabama. Last time they played, was number one and number eight seed, South Alabama beat them by 30. So that's just – that's basketball for you. The guy for LSU had a great night. So, I mean, have I – I, 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 Have you I'm heard anything on Robbins it. at all today? Is there? I, I haven't seen uh, anything. No, but Stackhouse pretty much said after the press conference he's – He's probably done. That poor guy. He's had that's his third injury since he's been I here. I know. I know. That's the thing. Right. That's the other part that stinks. You know, if he if they don't have him the rest of the way. I mean, I know they had a huge win, basically without him last night. But can they keep doing it without him? I don't know. He's pretty darn and, important. Yeah, 
and I don't I don't think he was going to get drafted, but that I mean, he'll, somebody will give him a, a good chance to play. But you just wonder now with all being so injury prone. But yeah, he's he's just earned himself some money playing somewhere. Oh, there's no Anchor doubt down. about that. Yep. Anchor down. All right, Mike. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, he's going to look. If he doesn't play in the NBA, he'll play overseas. Yeah. And by the way. I don't know if people know this. Probably by now, people have heard this story enough. You can go overseas and make quite a bit of money. <laughs> you yeah, just don't hear about do it over here, oh, right? Yeah. But oh, you, yeah. you can go over in Europe yeah. and you make a whole the, lot of money the playing Italian basketball. League or yes. the, you know, the French League or whatever. Absolutely. You, you can go over there and make a, a healthy living for a good while mm-hmm. and get paid and many quite guys well. do. Many yeah. people do. You just don't hear about it here because you no. don't. You can't turn on Sports Center and get those highlights, or you're just not going to see it anywhere. No, yeah. Stephon Mulberry, you remember that? He he was over there for years, winning championships and all kinds of stuff after his career in the NBA. Didn't know anything about it, but he was over there. There are highlights of him tearing up that league for years over there in Asia. Mm. Let's go to Doug. Doug, you're up next. Welcome in. Hey guys, I didn't hear the full story on on Mr. Davis. So I apologize if I'm repeating something, but speaking of tearing up the league, let's talk about when six years ago there was a video by Laramie Tunsil that, you know, mm-hmm. pretty much tore up his pocket. He was projected, I think it's about third, and he wound up going like 13, 14, which I think that probably cost him roughly $12 million. So I just wonder, you know, with what's going on with the incident in Georgia, just how much would that cost him? And, and I, I'm not trying to belittle the, the incident. You know, there was a loss of life, so that's never, ever going to be measured in a dollar figure. But, you know, that gas mask that Laramie Tunsil had, it looked like something off of R2-D2, which was crazy. It came up the day of the uh, the draft. It's kind of funny today. That during the draft. No, the it was of, <laughs> during the draft. Yeah, you know, kind of caught him blindsided. He sounded like Scooby-Doo when he was asked about it, you know. Blah, 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 blah. So I'm just, you know, curious. Just how much of an effect will the incident that's going on in Georgia cost him? Well, I just asked Bill Keen that a little bit ago, Doug, and he didn't say at, I, not I, at I all. Out. I, I missed out. Yeah, he said not at all. And I was like, really? He's like, nope. I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's well, a great question, my, Doug. My, we all want to know. I don't know. I mean, because I, well, I even brought up this week. Is, I was like, what if he slips to 11? I mean, what, what, are, the, what are the Titans? What kind of – I mean, are they going to talk about? I mean, how does that work? How do you pass him up at eleven? I don't know, I don't know. Shaggy. I don't know, Shaggy. <laughs> what do you think the Titans would do, Doug, if he was there? I would not want to play that hand because you know the standard that they have for players that have baggage. Yep. So no. if you do this, you kind of you kind of dealing with it, although. They've had that experiment before with Mr. Wilson, and you see how that turned out. Doug, we know the standard they had. We know the standard they had under John Robinson. John Robinson is no longer here. So, what is the is there is there a change in standard? But the ghost of John Robinson is still around with the fan base. Just keep that in mind. In the media, I guess you answer that the same way as Scooby Doo would answer it. Oh, shake it! I don't know. Goo. So remains to be seen. All right, Doug. Appreciate it, Doug. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm saying the ghost of those bad picks, all that stuff is still lingering. Whether John Robinson is gone or not, Rand Cartha knows that it's still all out there. All the chatter, everything's still out there. Oh, yeah. Those ghosts are still out there. And, you know, I do wonder. I I think it's 
I think it's really interesting. Uh, Bill Keen acted like, you know, it's not going to affect these teams at all. Carter's still going to go top three, top five, whatever. I don't know. But I don't know. I don't don't either. I'm with you, Justin. All right, we'll come back and wrap up Thursday's edition of the McFarland Show. We'll do that next. Hey, Nashville, start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic. Treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. Hey, you know it's a leap year, right? No, the next leap year isn't until 2024. Nope, it's this year. I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. <laughs> Woohoo! I won! See what you did there? I jumped up and down? No, that was a leap. Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You can win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February instant games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now, for our biggest news yet... You could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for fun today with February Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19. Those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit GiveWestwood.org, GiveWestwood.org. Jacob the Electrician is on the air saluting the brave men and women of our U.S. military. Their tireless efforts shall never go unnoticed. This proud salute is brought to you by Jacob the Electrician, providing quality service and pride. Give Jacob the Electrician a call today at 615-582-3452. That's 615-582-3542. Jacob the Electrician, on the air saluting our troops and veterans. They're professionals who care. The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. These things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. And by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio. Welcome back to the McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland.
Today has flown by. Yeah. Last segment of the show, we didn't even mention the Predators <laughs> made again. a major trade yesterday. Again. Yep, back at it. And playing again tonight. Yep, down in Florida. So Down in Sunrise. Yeah, Mikhail Granlin traded to the Penguins Yes, for a second-round pick. And I spoke with David Poyle today on the Predators official podcast, which will come out a little bit later today. And uh, I don't know. I just My vibe is I don't think he's done. I don't well, think they're done. They got a few hours left. What time is tomorrow, the deadline tomorrow? Tomorrow, tomorrow uh, when we go on the air, we've got Vanderbilt baseball yes. at 11 a.m. on these airwaves. They are up in Minneapolis playing in a little in another one of those tournaments. I yeah. think they're playing Nebraska. Yeah, they're playing Nebraska, but aren't they playing at the Vikings field? Right? Didn't we discover that's it's not Target Field? Which no. is where you don't, you don't want to be playing at Target Field in March. Target Field is where the in Twins Minnesota. play. Yeah, you don't want to play so outdoors. They're That's the outdoors. Bank. They're playing at the bank. US Which is bank indoors. Stadium. Yes, where the Vikings play. So we will be on after, when, whenever that is. It, maybe okay. we're on at 2 o'clock. Maybe we're a little bit late. I don't know. But uh, Vandy Baseball tomorrow But the train deadline is, I think, at 2 o'clock our time. 2 o'clock our so time. So when we go on the air tomorrow, It'll be done. the deadline will be done. Yeah. The way it's been going this week, I'm sure we'll have another trade to talk about. I mean, they're going to have a really busy draft night. Draft night, you know, drink extra strength coffee for the Preds. They're, they're going to be busy. They have added five draft picks Jeez. to this year's draft, Jeez. which is here in Nashville, Good on thing. top of what they already had. Good thing. Good thing it's here. They've added five picks. Sleep in their own beds for that night. Yep. Yep. So that'll do it for us. So, yeah, Preds tonight in Florida to take on. The Panthers. We look forward to uh, wrapping up the week tomorrow. As soon as the Vanderbilt game is over with. Hopefully it's at 2 o'clock, but we're not sure. Maybe a little bit after that. Have a great rest of your Thursday. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Stay tuned. Afternoon Stretch is next.